0: Is Dutch football doomed? Welcome to podcast 23 from Football at Anya, available on YouTube, SoundCloud and iTunes. Join me, Michael Statham, Michael Bell, the Football at Anya editor, and James Rowe on the phone as we discuss where Dutch football has gone wrong in the last four years. The Dutch have failed to qualify for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. Where do the Dutch national team go from here? What have been the failings in the lead-up to this qualification campaign? Can we fix it? We'll discuss all tonight. Michael, uh, so the result was 2-0. We were looking for seven. We didn't get it. But I think ultimately the match became about Ian Robin towards the end, didn't it? And just to show the impact he's had on the squad and just how much he will be missed.
1: Yeah, it was written in the stars as in his the National Anthems were, were going and Robin had a tear in his eyes. He, he sort of just knew that this was it, that he was going to announce his retirement afterwards. And, uh, you know, based on the first half, it was, you know, it seemed like the Robin show, like, every single time now everyone's going forward or passing it to him, he was the only one that was moving forward with the ball, constantly looking for space, constantly wanting the ball. Um, He got a bit lucky with his penalty, which is, you know, that's probably the worst penalty I've ever seen going in it. You know, it's just jumped over the goalkeeper's legs and, um, but the second goal was an absolute stunner, and uh, that's some way to, to, you know, go out. But, um, you know, I just wish the second half was more of a spectacle, because um, they, they couldn't really get him involved in the second half, and I think he had one shot to try and get his hat-trick, but it just didn't come off, and the you know, game just sort of limped towards the end, and, you know, based on the first half, I had some hope, but the second half just sort of killed it.
0: Yeah. No, you're right there. And... I just thought, that once that penalty went in and the second goal went in, you thought maybe this could be that promising performance they always have within them. And the goals may have come in the second half. Towards the end, there was a good chance for 3-0, 4-0. Didn't take them. But it was a much better um, display in the first half. And then, as you say, second half. And the substitutions were just so random. A right-back for a right-back. Uh, there's absolutely no no reason for that. Um, and if he's going to play players for the sake of playing them, play van der Beek, a young player who needs that experience. Uh, just a point I thought I'd make, actually, is now that Robin has left the, the international stage, as well as Schneider, presumably, um, there there aren't many experienced players left in the squad, and if you consider the players that started tonight, you've got Sillison with 35 caps, who seems like a veteran at this rate, um, in, in the in defence you had Rekic who has now three caps Van Dyke fourteen, David Blintz with fifty caps in midfield yes, um, Tater started he had seven caps, um, Nathan Ake it was only third cap, um, there's just no experience throughout the team and there's nothing to really carry it forward to the next generation. Um, now that the final, the the final uh, stalwarts of that team have left. Where where does the team go in the next campaign it's, it's so hard to say because there's no, there's no experience to really drag them on and drag them through the really tough games.
1: Based on his performance tonight, I'd say probably the man they're going to look for going forward is Daley Blind, I think. He showed in the middle some, especially in the first half, he was getting on the ball, he was constantly moving forward. There's a few balls over the top that he played that were you know, nearly inch perfect. If there was a quicker striker than Vincent Janssen, then, uh Somebody probably could have gone to them, but um, I think he showed tonight that he's probably going to be the experienced one going forward. Um, other than that, it's really hard to see anyone that's going to take this team by the scruff of the neck. Um, he's better than Strootman's done any recently. He's been better than Wynalda's been in midfield. Um, didn't really miss proper either. I thought the midfield actually looked quite, quite good tonight. I thought Wynalda was probably the weakest link. Phil put in quite a lot of challenges going forward, and there's a nice little flick in the second half as well. Um. I think the Netherlands are just missing that um, number ten position, and um, we really need to find someone that's going to replace Schneider. Uh, I don't think it's David Klaassen. We just need to try and find somebody a bit more creative.
0: Yeah, I I agree that um, Dave Lint finally got his 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 game in central midfield, which is what we've been crying out for a defense midfielder um, playing midfield, because I don't think left backs um, are particularly hard to come by uh, for Dutch national team. Don't have to play your best left back at uh, left back. Um, play Blinton midfield and let let the players around him do the talking. I think if you're playing Alden, you might be better playing him a little bit deeper and playing, as you said. I, I mean, I tweeted it like they need that extra ten. That ten who can create the chances, but also be in the box to score them.
1: Exactly, That's what, that what I was missing in that second half was somebody to run into the box and score, um, and they just didn't have a They don't have a pacey midfielder who can get in behind the fences um, and trouble them just Vilhena just couldn't get close enough to Dost and um, Wijnaldum was he's just anonymous going forward Um I just don't know what's going on with him from what he was like at PSV he should be that man but he's just not and he's, he's playing deeper for Liverpool but it seems to be when he turns turns up for Netherlands he just doesn't do anything it's, it's so weird.
0: Well, I've got James here, who was actually at the game tonight. He was in Amsterdam. Um, and James, what what was the crowd like uh, as I and Robin left the field?
2: Well, I mean, no, just grateful, really. I mean, grateful to have seen such a, a wonderful player. Uh, this gives so much to the national team.
0: Yeah, it was a nice way to end the game, considering the disappointment of not reaching the World Cup. I think throughout the game... It started with a little bit of anticipation. When that penalty was given, fans may have started to think, Oh, just maybe but then as the game petered out, two nil was to be the likely score. And the game sort of more became about Iron Robin, didn't it?
2: Yeah, I, I would say I would say shortly after the um, the second goal that was definitely the case. Every attack, every counter attack, every pass is going through the league, but the, the talisman that he was, that he has been through the years, he was particularly playing that role tonight.
0: Yeah, just finally James, do you think Robin will be missed? Perhaps a bit of an obvious question, but just how much is he important to the Netherlands? Not just in attack, but just on the pitch in general?
2: Well, I mean, he's the most decorated Dutch player at club level with all the medals he's won at Bayern Munich, with, with what he won at Chelsea, with what he won at Real Madrid, and his um, his level of professionalism will be missed in that setup. His will to win will be missed, and and um, and they'll have to carry on from this. It's uh, it's going to be a very uh, testing time ahead for the national team, but the whole organisation of, of the Dutch kind of they has got to get this right now because they can't risk of three consecutive tournaments um going awry i mean in the the 80s the netherlands failed to qualify for a euro 1984 and the world cup in 86 but that was the 1980s eighties. We're now in 2017 and i think the onus is on the kind of debate and also the whole of dutch football to put this right now
0: james thank you you're more than welcome take care see you soon right michael what do you think's been wrong, then, with the qualifying campaign? Because there's been so many things that have gone wrong, but at the end of the day, they've only missed out on a playoff squat, playoff spot thanks to goal difference. Um, but that th- We've talked about countless issues throughout the campaign, but what do you think your top one, top three, top two reasons would be for the failure to qualify?
1: You know, it was quite difficult um, to actually come up with like three big reasons because I've actually think that Netherlands have actually been quite unlucky um, in this campaign. Some decisions have definitely gone against them and there's just some things that nine times out of ten wouldn't have happened but it did. Um, when you think about Pogba's goal for France, nine times out of ten, Stickellenberg would save that but he let that one in, um, that's a one now. If it finished nil-nil, it could have finished no no, that's Netherlands through. Um, you look at... Bastar score against Sweden in the first game, nine times out of ten that's that's gonna be given. It wasn't. And that's the difference, um, in the end. But then you've got to also go into stupid managerial decisions. Uh blend <coughs> decision to play Delict away against Bulgaria, that was unforgivable and that cost us that game. Um I think you've also just got to congratulate Sweden. Um, going into it, I don't think I would have predicted that they would have beaten France. At home, um, they did that albeit with a lot of help from Worries that night, and I think they were just when you expected them to slip up, they didn't, um, and you know he can't really fought them. they hammered Luxembourg 8 now. You know Dick Advocat said it was impossible, but they did it, and um, you know that really just killed any chances that everyone's going through. I do agree that people are saying that. The Dutch national team right now is just completely lacking of quality. Um, I think that is a big reason. Especially in attack. This games in the Netherlands would usually have won quite comfortably. They're only winning by one or two goals now because you've got Rob in there but other than that, there's not really anybody special going forward at the moment. Um, and The whole team just lacks goals. Um, Vincent Janssen's just looked completely off the pace in the past few games. Um, Ryan Babel showed one or two little flicks but you know, against Bulgaria, he should have had at least two goals. Um, he he's not really proved to me that he's back in any way. Um, it just worries me going forward that who is the one that's going to replace Robin? You've got Quincy Promise, you've got Memphis, who's not playing very well. Um, you've got Jansen, who's not playing very well. Doss didn't really do much when he came off the bench. That was his big chance. Um, you know, going into the next qualifying campaign, where's the goals going to come from? That's the big worry for me going forward.
0: It almost seems like there's a bit of a, a lost generation there. There's no star players that have come out of the last five years or so. Ryan Alden has been there, but has been largely anonymous in most of his games. And it's a shame that we've only seen the best of Virgil van Dijk until right now, um, largely due to fitness, I suppose.
1: Yeah, you look, at, you look at players like Ryan Babel, who basically should be at their peak right now. They just aren't. Memphis hasn't kicked on since his PSV days um, Quincy Promise I keep getting keep hearing on TV that people call Quincy Promise a young player or he's this young up and coming player he's 24, 25 he's not young um, he should be at his peak right now he's playing really well but it just doesn't seem to translate when he plays for for Netherlands um, it definitely is a missed generation right now and that's why I think maybe going forward it's a case of build a team with youth because you'll get some players in that have got a bit of personality and um, that can add something to this team and build on it going forward for the years to come. Um, you're looking at the Van der Bakes, the, the Frankie de Jongs, the Justin Kliverts. You know, This is a generation to maybe start building around because if they keep going with the same mould, they're going now the David Klassens, the you Now, Who's going to say that we're going to make Euro 2020 or... World cup in 2022 you might as well get these young players in and build it around them build a team around these young talents that are coming through at under 19 under 21 stage who are quite talented and um can take a team forward going for the next few years
0: yeah uh, i agree with you there the likes of teams that the players are, are representing you've got one that plays for manchester united one for liverpool but Mostly, the players are still with the, the, the Dutch top three into their 20s. Or the likes of Sporting Lisbon, Lyon. They're hardly top, top, top teams. But to that end, look look at the likes of Iceland who have qualified for the World Cup with a tiny population and their star player playing for Everton. I don't think it matters too much about the quality of players. Yes, it might feel going to challenge to win the World Cup. Um, but why 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 can't these players perform together as a team? Because there seems to be a team issue. I think even tonight you could see with Vincent Janssen up front, you play the ball into him, and the flick-ons or the passes out to teammates, they would they would rarely ever find a teammate. They would often go astray, or possession would be lost. There wasn't any. There wasn't much fluidity within the forwards. Babou and Robin were playing so many misplaced passes. So what do you think w- would would be? Um, what would be the cure to that, do you think, within the Dutch national team?
1: I think going forward, you need to look at the coaching. Um, you know, Dick Advocat's got I think another two games in November, and then that's his his contract up and it's gonna be who did go forward because I do think it comes down to maybe going tactically going forward. You see Iceland, you know, these build these teams, you know, the Ireland, Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, you know, these players aren't top quality players you just know how to play together and you just know their tactics absolutely perfectly when they go into games they can grind out results and everyone's don't have that and everyone's going to a game going 4 free, 3 this is the way we're going to play we're going to try and dominate we're going to try and go forward and then teams will go okay we'll sit back they won't be able to find each other with these passes and then we'll pick them off on a, a break or a set piece um, we do need somebody like a Van Gaal who's going to change things and go right Going into this game, the best way of doing it is maybe soak up a bit of pressure ourselves and hit them on the break. Um, you know, like he did at the World Cup with the, the 5-3-2. I think we need somebody that's got a bit of, a bit more tactical now because Advocat's not shown any of that. He didn't show any of it tonight with substitutions. He didn't show it, any of it against Bulgaria. They didn't show it against France when we lost 4-0. Um, we should have shot up shop. Um, but who that is going forward for the Netherlands is remains to be seen because I don't agree with it who it should be in the running to take over um and my choice would probably go to a foreign coach, somebody that's going to come in, breathe some fresh life into Dutch football because that's exactly what it needs now. um the league you know is dying in Europe, and um, I think all teams are going to be knocked out of Europe by the time winter comes comes around, the national teams at the World Cup, you know, Dutch football is not, you know, the presence it once was, um, back in the early 2000s, back in the 90s, back in the 70s, wherever. we need something new, um, and I only think the way it's going to happen is if foreign influences come in and basically just revamp it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you said the 70s, the 80s, the early 2000s, football goes in cycles, and we're just waiting for that next cycle. Of um, the bright generation to come through and hit us in the early 2020s. The, the under 19s at the minute are performing excellently, and I saw something the other day um, Ron Jans, who's um, who's is at Groningen, I believe, as, as a high up position technical team, previous manager in the area de and he gave his team of youth players at the moment that could come through to one day represent the Netherlands. That include the likes of Van der Beek, um, Justin Klauvert, both from Ajax um and plus many other young young talents but they all look pretty good and i'm thinking at the minute i I, you tweeted the other day didn't you about um about how how they were getting on within tournament how they're they're winning their games right
1: yeah the under-19s right now are um first qualifying round for the european championships they basically finished top of the group they won their first two games and they drew their last one today um against slovenia to top the group, which means they'll go into the week round, is probably one of the top seeds. You know, it seems that, I always notice that the under-17s and the under-19s, they always seem to make final tournaments. They always seem to be present at a European championship. Um, but then it never seems to progress. So you never see never Netherlands these days at the under-17s World Cup. You never see them at the under-19 World Cup or the Under-20 World Cup, and um, you never see them at Under-21 European Championships anymore. So it seems in these Under-17, Under-19 teams, they're better than most of the teams around them. Um, but then it's what happens after they come out of that. When, what happens when they go to the Under-21s? There seems to be no progression at the moment. Even if you look at the Under-21s right now, you've got such talented players. You've got Clyverts you've got Frankie de Jong, you got Sam Lammers up front, you got Steven Bergvine, and um, in the defence you got Fosimenza, um St Juster. But they lost to Scotland easily. They could only draw it home to England, who on paper didn't have probably one of the strongest under twenty one sides that they've had in recent years. They managed to beat Latvia and 3 0, but today they drew a Ukraine. Um and it basically looks right like now that under twenty ones aren't gonna reach another European championship. So it is again relying on the under seventeens, under nineteens to reach these European championship tournaments. But it's all good having these talents. It's what's happened when they come into first teams that's the, the issue going forward.
0: Yeah, there's there's definitely some some harsh lessons being learned at the minute and but at least there are those under nineteens that do look to be a class generation at the moment. I've, I'm just looking for the questions we received on Twitter, and whilst we won't have time to answer them all tonight, um, the, I think we've answered a few already, such as the one from Ross: which players can Holland use to form and lead the next generation? We've discussed, I think, the likes of Blintz could captain that 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 kind of side. Who's best place to coach them? So, Michael, you think we should look to someone within the Eredivisie to lead them out of that? I mean, I've always said I'm a big fan of Edson Hark, but. Who do you think is perhaps a more realistic choice, considering the, the national team don't seem to pick those that are exciting, young, up-and-coming?
1: Yeah, I think if you made the ideal choice it would be Eric Ten Hag, but that looks impossible right now. Um i so on a hoping, maybe a foreign coach. But um, I can see the KMVB being very predictable. Um, I think Frank De Boer is out of work. And he needs something to boost his career again because I can't see any top clubs from Europe um, going in for him after what he did it. in the Crystal Palace. I think that if Advocate goes, it's either going to be Hewlett or it's going to be Frank de Boer. I think it's going to be more of the same. um, And even if they might wait a few months and you never know, Ronald Koeman might get sacked by Everton The way it's going, it could be close. And then you never know, Ronald Koeman might be the next manager but are any going to really change it from a 4-3-3? I mean, that's what Frank de Boer is really criticised for, it. Crystal Palace trying to get them playing an the Ajax way with the players that couldn't do it. And that would just be exactly the same with the, the Dutch national team at the moment. So, I mean, I really just hope somebody, somebody that's just can breathe some fresh life into it. But the KNVB just don't seem to think that. There seems to be like a bunch of old men that just want to relive the 70s and keep it going the way that it's always been going because that's the easiest
0: way to do it it's interesting you say that another question here says do the dutch need to abandon the beautiful crowd football for more winning uh for more winning at all cost mentality um is more is principles more important than winning because the dutch have got that identity haven't they and it's like you wouldn't imagine spain if they struggled the same way suddenly changing their beautiful passing style from a more direct approach would you um do, do a dutch just have that that strong identity, which can never change.
1: Yeah, um, the thing I'd say to that was that the winning mentality in the, the 4-3-3 and the beautiful football, what's that actually got in Netherlands except for one European championship? Um, in 1974, the a beautiful team going up against the ugly Germans, the West Germany side, and Germany won it. I, four years later, Argentina won it, playing not the beautiful football that Holland were playing. Um, yeah, you can play as much beautiful football as you want, but if you're not winning, you're not getting to tournaments. You're not winning tournaments. Then what's the point? Um, I think now it's not working. They don't have the players to do it. So an uglier way of winning is the way going forward. You need to win at all costs. Van Hal realized that. You know, if you watch back the twenty fourteen World Cup, um, apart from the win over Spain, you know the matches are ugly. You know they're lucky to beat Australia. You know, the game against Costa Rica was nothing special. Um, Maybe the win against Brazil was a bit more... But there's nothing there to suggest that never Netherlands played beautiful football in Brazil. They just played the way to win.
0: Yeah, and that, that was definitely substance over style, but it worked and it got them very far through the tournament. And I think a return to that kind of style would, would be fantastic. But they can't rely on that star-studded quality in attack that they had at the time. They had Van Persie, Robin Schneider, uh, all all literally firing, firing um, all tournament, but they don't have that quality anymore, and I think that's what doesn't allow them to play that five at the back anymore.
1: I think um big worry going forward is, I think quite a lot of people have identified it is, as, ones for years realised their strength was attack, their weakness was defence, Always oh, do something about it, and right now the generation that's coming through, we have plenty of top quality defenders, especially in centre back position, and now we don't have any, you know, top quality attackers. And I think maybe it comes down to youth coaching at the moment. We need to put a really big focus on wingers and strikers that can take the ball past people. Be a bit different, you know look at the best attackers in the world, even like in Mbappe, you know, never just don't have anyone at any level that looks anywhere near that. You know, you could say Justin Clivert, but that's really it. And uh, you know, a lot of Ajax fans are wanting David Neres to replace him in the, the first team because he's not really had a great start to the season.
0: Very young player though. Um, Matty asks, are we able to go all out, all out youth with pace and no fear? I think we need an enforcer and pacey wing play. I disagree with that. I don't think um, pace play is the way forward because you need to break down these teams that are going to sit back all game. But I suppose Netherlands haven't had problems beating the likes of Luxembourg. It's it's when it gets teams like Sweden. I mean, today it didn't seem too much of a problem. That's because of the way Sweden play. They they sat back like 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 a a lesser team would. If Sweden had gone for the game, they probably would have got a good result out of it. But they didn't need it today.
1: I was going to say, I think um, a lot of people say that, I think even Ian Robin said at the end of the game, he was like, it makes it worse that Sweden didn't really show anything today, it makes it worse that they're going to the playoffs and we're not, but you need to understand, this Sweden team knew, they could have conceded six goals and it still wouldn't have mattered, they were time-wasting from the start, they were happy to sit back if they needed a win, they would have played completely different than uh, they did today and I think. Um, some Netherlands fans need to, to know that going forward, that Sweden weren't Sweden today. Um, Netherlands looked a million times better than Sweden today but that's not a real indication of how they're going to play going forward.
0: Question from Iqbal. Why is Jorginho Wijnaldum underperforming for the Netherlands? I
1: think I said it earlier on, it's a mystery. Um, you know, At PSV he was the box-to-box midfielder that maybe the Netherlands need. He's gone to Liverpool, he's played a bit deeper, he can control games from midfield but it seems when he pulls on the orange jersey he just doesn't seem to know his place and um, he seems to just get lost in the midfield he can't go forward doesn't help out the attack doesn't defend much he just seems to be in the middle of the park he might play one or two passes a game but I just don't know if tactically Blind or advocate really know what to do him
0: okay yeah no I- I think for Liverpool, he is a decent player because he's that pacey box-to-box midfielder, but with the Netherlands, it's hard to play that way, unless you play him again in that 10 role, which he played so well at PSV and Newcastle, but then he tends to be quite wasteful with chances. I think a good... (laughs) There was actually a cheeky reply to that tweet where he says that he's just an overrated player. Maybe Wijnaldum is an overrated player, um, but I think a better answer is that he just doesn't suit the style of play that the Netherlands employ. A question from Andrew. Is there any hope the KNVB uh, uh, gets the next step right? And what needs to be done at younger levels to ensure the next generation is better? This is probably a key question, and I think maybe the biggest reason behind why this generation wasn't that great. What do you think, then, Michael? What do you think they can do to get this next step right so there's no more wasted players?
1: I mean, the first thing you need to do is sort out in-house. You need to get a technical director appointed. Um, someone that's going to oversee everything. Um, they need to get some coaches in that have got revolutionary ideas. Um, I want to. I think I saw Marco Mark van Bommel um recently said that they need to bring more coaches in that have played abroad because players that have played abroad have a different idea than the everyone's coaches that. Know, just oversee the Air Divisie, they've played in Germany, they've played in Spain, Italy, they see these different ways of doing things. And it's these ex-players, the, the Van bommos you know, the Roy Mackays, the ones that are currently around You know, Feyenoord's youth academy, PSV's youth academy, and Ajax's youth academy. These are the ones that are going to have to initiate change from what they've seen from other countries to to get these players in that can go up against the likes of France who just seem to produce talent after talent at the moment. You know England, um, they might not be a threat going to win tournaments, but they're always there. Um, and even nations like Scotland right now, they seem to be just producing players that suit their system, and are able to get them close to major tournaments. Whereas everyone seems to have just abundance and abundance of average players that are coming through. They're getting hyped up so young. And then they go abroad and then they just fail. then another generation comes through and it's just the same. Um, (coughs) Even at youth aspect, you've got Daniel Malin, who recently left Ajax to go to Arsenal, was getting rave reviews for years in the Arsenal Academy, then suddenly he's back at PSV. Um, There's just something going wrong in the mentality of young players. Mink Peters as well, he left Ajax very young, saw the likes of Real Madrid. Now he's a very very or warming our bench on loan. You know it's. You can say to young players, go abroad young, you'll learn more abroad, but it just seems with Dutch players they do that, then they end up back, where they
0: started. In my opinion, the, the way the Premier League works is that English players suffer because of the amount of foreign players within the league. But I actually think, going off what you said, a few more foreign players in a more attractive. Uh, Dutch league would make it a, a stronger league, because and and also a stronger breeding ground for these young Dutch players, because you said that they get overhyped at a young age because they start appearing for the likes of Ajax or even RZ, Heerdenveen, and their players are seventeen, eighteen. For example, Kick Peerd at the moment, perhaps he's just living off a little bit of a hope at the moment. Maybe he's just you know enjoying a bit, a little bit of good form. But is he actually a quality player? We won't know until he either makes it or fails in a bigger move in the future. Perhaps what I'm trying to say is, if the league can attract some better players, then there's more competition. And these players can be left out until a time which is ready for them to actually start playing. The B-sides aren't a bad idea within the Dutch league structure. And maybe that could be used to good effect to help Broby's players. That's why I think they're in the, the, the Dutch league structure. To help develop these young players, if if the Dutch league can make can, they can make it more attractive for these good players, for example, by getting rid of the artificial grass that six clubs, I believe in the Eredivisie, currently have, and it's it's a turn off for foreign players thinking, well, I don't want to get injured on either than Harka way, do I, or Excelsior way? I'm going to be playing the big teams on on proper ground. Um Yeah, that, that's just my opinion. I, I think that. If you have a stronger league, you're going to have a stronger national team in this scenario because you're not going to have so many young players coming through so quickly um, and they can play in a more competitive league, which which grows more into men, I suppose, rather than being boys until they go abroad and ultimately fail because they didn't actually have that strength.
1: I totally agree. Um, if you actually were to ask the name, probably the top five players in our division right now, I don't think you'd name any Dutch ones because the best ones don't play for Holland. You've got Ziyech, Morocco, um, Lozano, Mexico, Pereiro, Uruguay, El Amadi, Morocco. You've got Botahin, Brazil. These are players that are carrying Feyenoord, Ajax, PSV, are foreigners. They're not Dutch players Um, because right now Dutch ones are starting to do it. Um, And uh, hopefully more and more foreign ones come from Brazil, the Uruguay's, and from further abroad they basically rejuvenate the youth and show them that this is the way you need to play i think that is very important going forward
0: that's good it's an interesting point you made that i didn't consider that the best players in the league were actually foreign um when you think about it, yeah you only got the likes of the goalkeepers at vermeer um and and the ones that are top of the league are in the dutch national team Vilhenna, but he's not a key cog in in the dutch national team um, uh, just a small point actually. What did you think about uh Tony Bohenna in the last couple of games? Do you think he's worthy of being in the, the national team? He
1: puts himself about, he puts in a lot of effort, he can make a few tackles in midfield. But other than that, he doesn't really offer much. Um going forward. He's not very creative. Um, apart from he he had one flip today, I think, um, where he played through I think it was Babel on the left-hand side with a nice little flick, which came to nothing in the end. But other than that, what's is he just there to put in a few tackles? If he's there to put in a few tackles, why is Daley Blind playing DM? Um, he's something a bit more creative. I think Donny Van de Beek would probably have offered more going forward. Marco Van Hinkle would have definitely offered more going forward. Um there's a few other ones that you could probably name from their division that didn't get called up. They probably could offer a little more. Um. I think I tweeted out a few weeks ago that I've not actually been very impressed with Tony Velhina, and um, for Firenord recently Um I don't think he's been as good as he was last season definitely not Um it's almost it's as though me. since he's
0: since he's tried to prove himself that he's worthy for the final first team maybe now he doesn't have that motivation to improve himself as much as he as he used to he was played as a as an, as an eight or a ten in the past um, I guess now he's more than eight nowadays, but he he's been he's been worked on with his defensive side because he never really used to have that, but now that defensive side is his strength, and I agree that if you've got Blint in the side, you don't need Will Hanna. Uh and there are definitely better options to play alongside him in midfield. I think that it what I did show though is that this international break is the end of the the Stoltman Claassen Vianaldem trio, and that maybe only. One or two of those three are needed. Um, perhaps Strootman could replace Phil Henna in midfield and play with Blint, and and have someone like David Larsson further up, or maybe someone better in the ten role. Uh, he's he's going to offer those two roles a creative role and someone who can get on the end of things in the box.
1: Yeah, I think um, going forward, wh- my big hope is that Frankie Dion can hold down a place in the Ajax first team going forward because he looks a real talent um, and he looks like somebody that can do something that Nerons and Fielder just don't seem to be able to do is take on players. You don't see very many Nerons and Fielder these days bursting through the middle because they just don't do it. them um, used to do it for PSV. He can do it for Newcastle. He can do it for whoever at some points but this doesn't seem to be able to dribble and burst in, burst through defence. David Klasson can't do it. He doesn't have the speed. Um, but if you see Frankie de Jong for Ajax, he's always dribbling past players. he always feints one side he has a little trick on him and this is what everyone's need when you're coming up against these sides that park the bus he's somebody that's going to be able to take the ball past someone instead of just playing it sideways turn it and point it backwards and that's what Frankie de Jong has and I really hope Ajax keep him in the first team over the next few months because he's definitely a future number 10 in the national team for me
0: it's almost a little bit cliche to say that Ajax have always fantastic talents coming through but they do seem to hold quite a lot of the The key cogs of this next generation. Um, You only have to look at the likes of De Jong. Um, Admittedly, players like him may have been bought from elsewhere than the Eredivisie. But players like De Jong. um, Klauvert. uh, Cavalight-Ting as well. Uh, But players like these. Even Zayfalk, the right back, who's coming through. But these guys do seem to be the future. I think it's only a matter of time before we see them in the league and then consequently the national team because they do need that 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 next level to be brought through as early as they can to really adjust them to that that level of football for the future just finally michael what what do you think the chances are at this current moment of qualifying for Euro 2020 it does mass massively depend on the draw um but what, what do you think the chances are do you think there's there's hope do you think there's a new manager going to come in and try and change things or do you think that now that Rob and Schneider have left that there's very little hope
1: I think there's definitely hope um, I wait to see what this UEFA na- Nations League um, brings about I think European Championships nowadays it's it's hard to say because obviously everyone's missed out on the last one but they seem to be so easy to qualify um, for now and I think they missed out on the World Cup but I think the next FIFA rankings might be a bit better because um, obviously beating Sweden, beating Bulgaria, this interna- Belarus, this international um period will us a bit higher up. And if that is the case by the time the draw is made for the UEFA Nations League, we might get a decent draw. Um, I think there's definitely still talents coming through and if a manager comes in who knows how to play to style, can get the players playing in the right positions with a tactic that makes sense that Maybe it isn't for free, free, and maybe it's something a bit different and moulds a team that knows how to play together and just knows how each other play. So as you said earlier on, you can give it to Vincent Janssen all you want, but if he doesn't know where Robin is or he doesn't know where Babble is, the flick's come to nothing. You can mould a team that knows the attack's fluid, the midfield's got creativity in it, then everyone still can beat everyone that's maybe outside the top three or four nations in the world. Um I think Euro 2020, we can definitely qualify for it, but it's really about getting a really good team back for uh, the World Cup in 2022, because that's the real challenge. Real
0: challenge. Yeah, I think a good team is definitely the key word there. Uh, well, thanks, Michael. Um. Anything else you want to add? I think it's
1: just um, a real shame that Ian Robbins' international career had to end you know, this way. Um, I even thought it was a bit of a shame that the first substitution wasn't left until maybe the last couple of minutes. The game was pretty much done when Daryama came on. I think he could have held that off until a couple of minutes go. give Robin a standing ovation that he definitely deserves because um, he's going to be a big miss going forward. He's been the best player for Netherlands for the past few, five, six, seven, eight years. Um, World Cup 2014 would never have happened without him. And it's a real shame that he isn't going out on, you know, the biggest stage. I think the World Cup next year is uh, a little less of them.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think it'll be a while before we see a player just like him. up
2: up that is back up, be- Yeah! 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 That is he! Yeah! Yeah! There is